Thanks for joining us for this inspirational teaching by Pastor Jeffrey Smith, Senior Pastor of City of Life Church. For more information on City of Life, visit www.col.tv. Let's join the service already in progress. Today, I, I read, or I, I said, I recited the text scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, the things which are seen are temporal, the things which are not seen are everlasting. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith not by sight. Father, thank you today for every person that is here in this building. Holy Spirit, I ask right now that something supernatural would begin to happen in our hearts. Draw us toward you more than ever before. Calm our fears. Give us peace. Lord, give us miracles all over this room in areas that look like they can't be fixed. Lord, you do what only you can do today in the name of Jesus. And I pray that as I Share this message, God, that hearts would be open to receive the hope that can only come from Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, everybody said amen. So this concept, this simple concept of seeing something that has the potential to set you off course so much that it could in fact derail you and, and cause you to give up on life because of you believing a lie. I mean, you can't deny the idea of this, of this movie. You know, I guess 40, 45 million people streamed this movie within the first seven days of its release, ma- making it the, the largest viewed uh, streaming movie in the history of the world. That's like one-fifth of America saw this movie. Uh, in the first seven days. So that's, that's a pretty, pretty big number. That, that means people were intrigued by this idea. So as a preacher, I'm seeing this idea. I'm thinking, holy cow, th- there's going to be a lot of preachers preaching on Bird Box soon uh, because the message is so clear to us. We live most of our lives based only on what we see. We live most of our lives, even as Christians who have been redeemed by the Lord, uh, going only off what we see and what we feel. And what we experience, and that's not the life that God has called us to live. We have been called to live a life of faith. Look at someone next to you and say, your faith is what makes you who you are. Come on, put your hand on your heart and say, my faith is what makes me who I am. It's your faith. And what is faith? What is faith? Is it just believing? No, it's not just believing. Not the, not the biblical definition of faith. Pistis. The biblical definition, the, the Greek word pieces means believing and trusting. So it's not just simply believing. It is what? Believing and? Believing and trusting. Okay, so the idea is I could see a chair sitting here on this stage, and I could believe that there is a chair there. It's one thing to believe in the chair. And a lot of people look at God's promises like that chair. They go, yeah, I see a chair. I believe there's a chair. Boom, that's a chair. It's one thing to believe a chair, but it's another thing to trust the chair. How do you trust the chair? By sitting in the chair. Now, look, if you make chairs or something like that and you say, Pastor Jeff, I made you a present and you show up, that's, that's a very nice thing to do. But I got news for you. If that chair looks flimsy... I don't care if you made it with your bare hands. I ain't going to sit in that chair. Why? Because I might believe it's a chair, but I don't trust the chair. See, faith is believing and trusting in God. I want to challenge you today with this message. I want to challenge you today with this idea that maybe you are not believing and trusting God, 
the way you possibly could. And I want you to start your 2019 off living a life of faith, believing and trusting him for everything in your life. And if, you've been, if you think that you work hard to get more faith, you're missing the idea. Faith doesn't come out of great effort. Faith comes out of great surrender. Faith comes out of great surrender. So stop working so hard to get more faith and start surrendering more to the Lord. You know, that's the whole thing about faith is we don't have, you know, it's, it's, it's not like other things where you just see it and you do it. You got to see it a different way. You got to believe it a different way. I want you to live a successful kingdom life this year and we can only do that by living by faith. So I did a message today that breaks all the preacher rules. When it comes to preaching, you should really never have more than around three points, uh, and you should keep it pretty brief. I'm going to try to keep it brief, but guess how many points I got today? I got 12 points. I'm going to give you 12 points. So I'm going to ask you to break out, your, break out your notes program, a piece of paper, something. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to get in deep depth with all this, but I got 12 things about faith that I want you to write down today, and I want you to believe in your heart that God is going to do something in your life that is really special today, Okay. Uh, so, so number one, here's number one, faith sees, faith sees. Now faith is the substance, Hebrews 11 one says, now faith is the substance, somebody say substance. So faith is tangible, okay? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So it's saying when you hope, faith is the actual substance of things hoped for. And it says that it is also the evidence of things not seen. It is the, oh, that's how that hair got in my mouth. I had a scarf around my face. I had a hair in my mouth for the last like four minutes and I'm like trying to be spiritual. I keep, I'm not having like any problem up here. It's just, I just spit it out so I'm gonna be okay. So seeing, so faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Somebody say, faith is my evidence. Come on, say it with a little conviction. Say, faith is my evidence. And I believe in the evidence. I trust in the evidence. I see the evidence by faith. I see it by faith. When you come to Jesus and your life is broken and you're messed up and, and, and you've got so much shame and you've got so, so much guilt, what does he do? He fills your heart with so much hope that he loves you and he cares for you. He has a destiny for your life. He has a purpose for your life. Everything that you've ever been through, he's gonna use it for his glory. And somehow you get a glimpse of that in your heart. It's a God idea that he shows you. It's a spiritual vision that he shows you somewhere in your heart and you see it. Somebody say, that is my evidence. He showed it to you already. That's got to be your evidence in the tough times when things get dry. In the tough times when you're looking for an answer for a heaven and you're, from heaven and you're calling out and you don't hear anything. We have already seen our evidence, but we've seen it by faith. See, faith sees. Our text scripture said, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So it's saying you got to look, but you got to look a different way. You can't see through your natural eyes. Stop getting so caught up on all the things that you can see. Look at the person next to you and say, stop getting caught up on your neighbor's vacations. Isn't that kind of the way we judge our lives these days? By what everyone on our feed is doing? I mean, it, it, why is it we can begin to feel so bad about ourselves? Because we're just going by what we see. And can I got news for you? Half of what you see is fake anyways. 
It's just not real. You're like, oh, well, my, yeah, but you don't know. My neighbor, they on a, they on a real exclusive vacation in, in Asia. They go into all the big places. They probably just took a week off. They're in their bathroom in front of a green screen lying to everybody, trying to act like they're blowing up, but they ain't blowing nothing up. They ain't blowing nothing up. They, they ain't got no money to go nowhere. They pretending they're in all these places. They photoshopping things all over the place. They're like, you can't believe who I saw at the mall, Michael Jordan. And they got that fake picture of Michael Jordan. They're just lying to everybody. Why? We live in a fake world. You can't go off what you see. If you think that you can always trust what you see, maybe you've never met an illusionist. An illusionist can walk up to you on the street and show you one thing. You go, yeah, that's what it is, and it turns into a rabbit. <laughs> Why? Because that's, that's what people do is they use sleight of hand. They use trickery, misdirection, all kinds of things like that to make you think what you're seeing is real. That's what the enemy will do. That's why this whole idea about blindfolding yourself, blindfolding yourself as a believer, I want to blindfold myself to all the things that are going to convince me to believe a lie. And I want to see, but I want to see through the eyes of faith. I don't want to see through the eyes that everyone sees through. I want to see through the eyes of faith. So 12 things faith does. Number one, faith sees. Number two, faith believes. Say, I believe. I believe. Come on, say it again. Say, I believe. I believe. Say it with some conviction. Say, I believe. I believe. Faith comes by hearing. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need to hear the word. Can I get an amen from somebody today? We need to hear the word. We need to read the word. You need to hear people preach the word. And can I tell you something? You need to hear your own lips confessing the word of God. You need to read the Bible out loud. You need to look in your Bible, and you just need to speak things over your life. I have been young, and now am old, and I have not yet seen the righteous forsaken, nor God's seed begging for bread. I am the God that healed thee. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I need to hear the word. Why? The Bible tells us that when we hear God's word, what does it do? It builds faith. Faith comes by hearing. Maybe you're here today and you're having a belief problem. You don't have to lie about it. You don't have to act like it's not true. It's okay to have a belief problem. It's okay to struggle with your faith sometimes. It's okay to talk to people in your life, say, pray for me. I'm having some trouble with my faith. I'm having trouble believing. Sometimes Christians act like, oh, really? You, oh, you don't believe all the way? Ooh. They try to shame you. Make you feel like you're a terrible person? Well, what about in Mark chapter 16? The disciples, the apostles, the guys who went on to start the entire church of God and establish the entire church of God. You, want, you know what the disciples did? It says, when they heard that Jesus was alive and that Mary Magdalene had seen him, these are the guys that hung out with Jesus for three and a half years. Jesus is like, yeah, they're going to bury me. I'm going to rise from the dead and, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to show y'all what this resurrection life is all about. He had been telling them exactly what he's going to do. It says, when they had heard Jesus was alive and that Mary Magdalene had seen him, they did not believe it. So she came back and she's like, Oh my gosh, you guys are not going to believe it. It's all of them at the same place, same time. They're like, Jesus is alive. They're like, you lie. She's like, I'm serious. They're like, man, you crazy. He's dead. He is dead. You're lying. They did not believe. It says afterward, Jesus appears in a different form to two of them while they were walking the country. They returned and reported it to the rest of them. And they didn't believe them either. You lie. They didn't believe them either. It says later, Jesus appeared to them as they were eating 
And he rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after they had risen. We all struggle at times with unbelief. It is our responsibility. It is our responsibility as believers to make sure that we get our belief in check. Why? Because we limit what God is able to do in our life when we limit our faith. We have to expand our faith. Let me tell you another story. I love this story. It says, Matthew 9, 27, Jesus went out from there. Two blind men followed him calling, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came over to him and he asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? They said, yes, Lord. So, th- so listen to this story. So Jesus comes to these guys who have this major medical issue that is keeping them from living the life that they feel called to live, keeping them from fulfilling what they're supposed to do. He comes into the middle of their world, and, they, and he goes to them, do you believe that I am able to do this huge miracle in your life? They're like, we do. And so Jesus goes like this. Here's the way that he, he gives the miracle. He goes, be it unto you according to your faith. So can you imagine if Jesus walked into this room right now? He's here, by the way. Can you imagine if Jesus physically walked into this room and came over to this section and said, hey, section, you came on a great day today. I am going to give you right now whatever you are truly believing for at this moment. Be it unto you according to your faith. How many people here think you would get a miracle right now? Raise your hand if you think you'd get a miracle. Okay, so we got some people of faith. That's great. But you know what the sad news is? How many people in the room think you would get a miracle right now if God said, be it unto you according to your faith? That's good. Some people got their hands here. Some people don't have their hands here. But you know what that means? The truth, the sad truth is there are many Christians that if Jesus said to them, be it unto you according to your faith, nothing would change in their life. Why? They're not believing for anything. Why? They, they don't declare anything. They don't speak anything. They don't put anything out there in front of them. Where are the people that believe? Where are the people who believe for things that they can't see? Where are the people who have a dream that is in their heart that God has put in them? And they said, my family will be saved in Jesus' name. And, and you, you go to bed at night. And before you go to bed at night, you say, in Jesus' name, every one of my 10 brothers will get saved. I don't know who's got 10 brothers. But somebody might have 10 brothers. Every one of my 10 brothers. And they're just the most cussing, most rowdy bunch of people. They don't love God. And they say, they will be saved in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And then you call them all by name. I will see them come down. They will give their heart to the Lord. And, I, and they will tears will stream down their face. And they will change their heart. And God will use them. They're all talented. And they're all favored. And that you've given them a abilities and they're going to change the world for you imagine if jesus came to that person and said be it unto you according to their faith what's going to happen in your life they would say instantly my brothers are going to get saved come on what are you believing for look at someone next to you say what are you believing for oh come on i got some faith today i know the things that i'm believing for i know the things that would happen in my life faith believes Bible says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it. Believe you have received it. And it will be yours. So faith sees. Faith believes. I told you before, faith trusts. Learn how to fall into faith. Amen? Learn how to fall into faith. How to trust. I don't like them ropes courses. You know them ropes courses? You ever seen that where they make you fall off trees and stuff and your friends catch you? That kind of stuff is scary. Why? Because I struggle sometimes with trust. I think I'm going to be the guy that's on YouTube. They're like, watch this guy. He thinks we're going to catch him, you know? Like, I get nervous and stuff like that. 
Like, but, but in all honesty, when it comes to God, we have to take that, that fall. We got to fall into faith. We believe and we get to this point, but now it's time to trust and to fall into faith. And you know what? The scary part of that is you got to take your hands off the wheel when you fall into faith. You got, you got to quit controlling everything if you're ever going to have real faith in your life. So faith sees, faith believes, faith trusts. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Number four, faith never loses ground. Faith never loses ground. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, that scripture says we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk. What is walking? It is moving forward. Walking is moving forward. So what it means is in your life, So you choose in your life to quit looking at things that you can only see with your eyes and you say, I'm going to live a life of faith. I'm going to cover up all, that, all those distractions and I'm going to live a life of faith in Jesus' name. And I, I went to that church, City of Life, and man, everybody was raising their hands in there, in the air. And I grew up Catholic and I don't, I don't feel comfortable raising my hand, but I'm going to lift my finger this week in Jesus' name. You know what you do? You lift that finger. You lift that finger up, and you know what you just did? You just did. You took a little step of faith right there. And you said, I'm not super comfortable, but I got that one guy that he talks in tongues next to me every week. And if he, if he can go crazy like that, and I can lift my hand like this. I'm going here this week. And then you lift it up this week, and then next week you say, here we go, Father, in Jesus' name. Next thing you know, you're praising the Lord. Well, we walk by faith. We walk. Walking is moving forward. Faith never loses ground. It never loses ground. And sometimes, you know, you take those big steps. And now here you are and you're in a tough spot in your life. And the Bible does say, having done all you can do to stand, sometimes you got to stand, but you never go backwards. You, sometimes you got to stand, but you're always moving forward or you're staying in that spot. You're not losing ground in faith. And sometimes the steps are little. Sometimes it takes everything you can do to pull that foot forward and to move a little further. You know, sometimes it's you got people at your job and they say, yeah, we had a great weekend. What did y'all do? Oh, yeah, man, we smoked about a pound of weed this weekend. It was dope. It was crazy. We had this dope party. And uh, yeah, we went to the club. We met this person. We met that person. And like everyone's just like so souped up on all these things that they did. It's so amazing. Yeah, we had this barbecued we met all these girls and hung out and you know I got a new boyfriend uh, and he's so cute and he's the answer to every problem in my life and everything's gonna be good now everyone's talking about what they did why would you do I went to City of Life Church you did what nothing but you know what? Look at that. Look at that. You took a step forward. You took, why? We walk by faith, not by sight. And you know what that might turn into? Is one of them dudes in a couple of years on his second or third marriage, when he's going, bouncing around from drugs to alcohol to having sex with anybody that he meets that he is attracted to, and he eventually finds that all these things in life are going to let you down, and he is at a low point at your job, and they say, what did you do this weekend? You go, look, man, I've noticed that for the last couple of years, you know, you've been through a lot of ups and downs and tough times. I told you that one time that I go to church. I just want to tell you something, man. You need Jesus. Jesus is the difference in my life. He changed everything for me. You know what you just did right there? You took a step forward. At first, all you could do was move just a little little bit but what we walk by faith I said we walk by faith not by sight 
anybody can walk by sight. Where are the people that want to walk by faith? Where are the people that want to live a life of faith where we take steps in faith and we learn how to trust and believe? Because those are the kinds of people that God can use. See, and that, when, when Jesus busts in the room with the disciples, I, there was one time I didn't even tell you about, he goes and sees the disciples, and Thomas, one of the disciples, is not there. They go back, they're like, yo, Tommy, kid, you ain't going to believe who showed up last night. He's like, who was there? They're like, Jesus. He's like, yeah, right, I don't believe none of y'all. You lying. I mean, the disciples have like a running theme here. He's like, y'all lying. You didn't see no Jesus. They're like, Jesus was there. We saw him, I'm telling you. He's like, oh, yeah, well, unless I see him and touch him with my own hands, I ain't going to believe none of y'all. So they're hanging out like a couple days later, later and Jesus pops up in the room. He's like, what's up, Tommy boy? <laughs> they had done told me that you was having a faith problem. What you going to do now? Here I am. Uh, he's, like, he's like, they said you want to touch something. Like, like, yo, come on, yo, go ahead. Yo, you want to see something? Here we go. That's me. He's like, oh my gosh, it's Jesus. It's amazing. He's like, yeah, 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 I know. He's like, it's good that you believe now. Are you ready for this next part? He said, but blessed are those who believe when they don't see, when they don't have to have proof right in front of them that is the kind of proof that everybody can see. See, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every person that has ever defamed or blasphemed the name of Jesus someday in judgment, in one of the most sad scenes in history, when people realize that Jesus is the Son of God, they will bow their knee at the throne of God and they will go, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, you are worthy and you are holy. Oh, they will recognize when they see. But the point is, anybody will recognize when they see that way. Jesus is saying, I'm asking you to believe when you don't see the way everyone else does. But see, but at that point, it's too late. It's too late. See, right now in our life, we got to learn how to see. we got to learn how to believe. we got to learn how to trust. Because that's what faith does. And you know, faith, number four, it never loses ground. You know what else faith does? Faith says, amen. Faith says, hallelujah. Faith speaks a different kind of language than other people do. There's a, there's a whole faith vocabulary that we need to begin to develop in our life. Revelation chapter 3, one of the names that it calls Jesus, it, it, I love this right here. It says, it says that Jesus is the, it says the words, the angel said, these are the words of the amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. You say, well, what does that mean? It means that the Bible calls Jesus the amen. That's one of the names of Jesus. So every time you say amen, you're saying the name of God. Every time you say amen, you're speaking spiritual language. Every time you say amen to something that's good in your life anywhere, I don't care if it's in a relationship, that a friend of yours or whatever, if they say, yeah, man, I went to church and it was good this weekend, you know what you should say? You should say amen. Amen. You need to get that word amen in your mouth. You need to get the word hallelujah in your mouth. Halal means praise. Jah is the Lord. It's, it's, it's like Yahweh. Praise to the Lord. Hallelujah means praise to the almighty God. We need to be a hallelujah church. Can I get a hallelujah from somebody here today? You're, you're even allowed to say hallelujah if you want to. It don't matter. Amen. If you say amen, 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 like I did when I was growing up in Alabama. Amen, brother. Or hallelujah, whatever. I don't care how you pronounce it. Let's just be people who speak spiritual language. Can I get an amen from somebody here today? Faith says amen. Faith says hallelujah. Faith 
worships boldly. Come on, faith is a worshiper. You want to be a worshiper, you want to be a person of faith, learn how to worship Psalm 150. And one says, praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him with the cymbals. Praise him with the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Give him a shout today, church. People watching online, give him a shout today on Facebook. Come on. Start talking that faith language. Start being a person of praise. Change your vocabulary. Anybody can cuss. Anybody can get mad at stuff. Anybody can get in the natural and in the flesh. It's just people of distinction that have a different vocabulary. It's like why every time you hit a bad shot in golf, why do you say praise the Lord? <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. Uh, I'm trying to adapt that mentality in life. But, but when things happen to me, I recently had a big letdown personally and something that I was looking forward to with, with a dream that I have that I've been pushing forward. I thought this thing was going to happen like immediately. And I got this stop sign. I got this no. I, got, I, had, to, I had to halt all my plans. And you know what? I'm, I'm not unlike anyone else. It sort of took me back a little bit. I was like, oh, man, really? I, I thought this was going down. Anybody ever been there before where you think something's about to happen? You're ready for it to just blow up? You're like, oh, here we go. You wake up that morning. You're like, thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah, here we go. Today's the day. You're ready to go. And then you get that no. What do you do? When you get that no, I mean, it's, it's a natural reaction. You're just like, oh, man. You just get frustrated. You're like, oh, man, really? And then you go, praise the Lord. You go, thank you, Jesus. What do you do? You go, God, you're good. You start reminding yourself. You go, oh, man, you've been faithful to me. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You done said yes already. I'll go, oh, so they said no. I'm worried, about the, I'm worried about the no that just happened today, but you already told me yes. So that means that my yes is coming. Even if the no is happening right now, you already said yes. So I'm going to speak different language. I'm going to get some words of hope in my mouth. So, so faith praises the Lord. Faith worships boldly. Uh, faith just, it, it changes the atmosphere of everything around it. So, so, so learn how in your life to, to worship boldly. Lift your hands up high. Sing loud to the Lord. Uh, be, be up front with your praise. Also, faith presses in. Number seven, faith presses in. Don't you love that story of the woman with the issue of blood that tried to get close to Jesus and they were like, no, nah, no, nah, he's busy right now. Stay away, stay away. She's like, okay, whatever. I just ignore that. She's like steps around them. She's like, I've been sick for years and, and, and ain't nobody that can help me but him. I'm going to go get my miracle. And, and don't you love people that are desperate, that, have, that are desperate? Faith is desperate. Faith pushes in. You know, faith, faith wakes up in the morning and says, oh, yeah, well, your alarm, you know, went off late. You might as well just sleep in. And faith says, shut up. I'm going to church. I don't care what. If, I'm just going to get some clothes on. I'm, I'm going to put my hair up in a bun or I'm going to wear a hat. It don't matter. I'm going to get in church today. I'm going to hear what God has to say about my life. That's what faith does. Faith presses in when everything is against you. You, you know, most people, you have a tough week. Oh, it's been a tough week. I think I'm just going to go to the beach this Sunday. And it's like faith is like, be quiet, devil. Like faith is like, I'm going to go find out what God has to say about my family, about my future, and I'm going to worship. That's what faith does. It presses in. And, you know, and a lot of people take no for an answer, but I love this story right here. It's the story of these dudes, four dudes that were friends with this guy that was paralyzed. And they go and find out that Jesus is in town. They have faith. They believe. They're full of faith. 
They, 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 they believe and they trust that God is going to heal their friend who is paralyzed. I love people like this who are so desperate, who have, they know what the miracle is. And it's just like Jesus said, be it unto you according to their faith. They've got their dream. They've got their belief. And they walk up to the place and they're like, I'm sorry, we're sold out tonight. They're like, you got to be kidding me. We brought our boy. They're like, no, I'm sorry. Tickets were on sale on Ticketmaster two weeks ago. You could have bought them, but uh, maybe you can find a scalper or something like that. I'm not going to be able to let you in tonight. Sorry, fellas. And they go back. They're like, they're like yo, man, like Billy, like they don't said that they're sold out. Like there's no more tickets left and they're all sitting around like with their heads down they had high hopes they thought they were going to see a miracle and all of a sudden someone pop, you know pipes up on the other side and Tommy's like let's cut a hole in the roof <laughs> and you know, like Johnny on the other side is like what, what, what you mean cut a hole in the roof I mean let's cut a hole like an actual hole in the roof and let's let, let's let Tommy down on a rope until he gets near Jesus. He's like, dude, that's crazy. But I like it. So you know what these jokers did? They cut a hole in the roof. Jesus is preaching in this full room, and they cut a hole in the roof. And can you imagine Tommy? Like, they got Tommy rigged up on all these, like, cheap little ropes. And Tommy's like, hey. They're like lowering him down, and people are sitting there listening. They're like, this is the best sermon I've read. Ah, there's a dude. Like, like, can you imagine like a dude is coming down from the thing, and, and, and they look at him. He's like, what's up, y'all? And Jesus, in the middle of his message, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, he said, son, your sins are forgiven. All of a sudden, he forgives the man's sins, and he's healed. He's not paralyzed anymore. Why? Because these people pressed in and would not take no for an answer because faith presses in. Come on, somebody better give the Lord a shout on a Sunday morning at church. Hey. Come on, if you believe it, and it's really in your heart, don't let anything stop you from pressing into the presence of God. Don't, you know, people get so turned off by no. You know, if, if your spirit's saying yes, then your spirit said yes, and God's going to do it for you. You keep being persistent, and you don't give up. You pray persistently. Can someone say amen today? Amen. Number eight, faith turns disappointment into hope. You know, and that's what I was talking about earlier with that no. Uh, sometimes I got to remind myself to be more like David. Psalm 42, 11, David said, why so downcast? He's speaking to his soul. He's like, hey, soul. Why are you so downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? He speaks to his soul. He says, put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Sometimes you got to speak to your soul. Look at someone next to you say, speak to your soul. Sometimes you got to speak to your soul. You got, sometimes you got to look in the mirror and go, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hey, Jeff, you got to remember right now, you got a God, you got to look in the mirror. Hey, Jeff, you got to remember, you got a God who has never let you down one time. What makes you think, Jeffrey Allen Smith, what makes you think that he is going to start with this particular instance? He's not going to give up. Stop being down in the dump. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You are a man of faith. You are a man of God. Pick yourself up where you are today. You walk out there. You get a smile on your face. You start declaring the promises of God over your life. You start getting happy again. You're not going to walk out there with that old down attitude, bringing down everybody around you, trying to drag them into your disappointment. You get some hope in your life. You got to speak to your soul. 
That's what faith does is it turns disappointment into hope. David said, I will remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart and wait for the Lord. I'm not alone. I'm not defeated. I'm not finished. I'm not quitting. I'm not going to stop believing. I'm not going to get a new dream and forget this one. Neither are you. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Not just in heaven, in the land of the living. I will see it in this life. My heart would have fainted unless I believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Faith turns disappointment into hope. Number nine, faith is not religious. Faith is not religious. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, religion in the sense that I'm using this word is the traditional routine of being a Christian. There's certain ways that you must behave, certain things you must do. It's, faith is just born out of true belief and trust. Okay, like there's a story in the Bible that says a Roman captain had a servant that was on his deathbed and he didn't want to lose this guy. And he heard that Jesus was around. He sent his leaders to ask Jesus to come heal this guy. And they came to Jesus and said, you know, this guy's awesome. He's a wonderful guy. And the captain's asking you to pray for him. And Jesus went with him and he was still far away from the house. Getting me for some reason. Still far away from the house and the captain sent friends to meet Jesus. He's the one that asked him to go get him. And he sends people, he says, hey, tell Jesus if he's really on his way, Tell him, hey man, you don't have to go through all this trouble. I'm not even, I'm not even that good of a person. He said, I'm embarrassed for you to come to my house. I'm even embarrassed to come to you in person. I didn't send these guys because I couldn't come I sent these guys because I'm embarrassed I'm a mess I need a miracle for my friend I couldn't even come to you because I'm not worthy to be around somebody as wonderful as you but I believe that you can do it and what he's saying he's saying don't go through all the trouble over me I understand authority he's like I understand the way this authority works because I'm a person that is in authority he says so just just say the word right where you are He's like, just say it. You're the man. You can do it. You don't have to come because of me. Just say it right now. Stop where you are. Don't finish the trip. Just say it. I got enough faith to believe. Did you know that verse 9 there says, taken aback, Jesus addressed the accompanying crowd saying, I have yet to come across this kind of simple trust anywhere in Israel. The very people who were supposed to know about God and how he works. And when the messengers got back home, they found the servant up and well. A Roman, a non-Jew who knew nothing about God's plan of redemption up to this point, had simply in his ignorance, not knowing religion at all. He had so much faith that the Bible says it took Jesus aback. There's only two places in scripture where it says that Jesus marveled. One, it said that he marveled that the people that were from his hometown had no faith. It like blew his mind and he could not do miracles there. The other time that he marveled and he was blown away was that this Roman dude that knew nothing about religion had a level of faith that caused someone else to get healed. It was the most anti-religious thing anyone could possibly do, but it was real. So you know what? You're sitting there today. You're like, yo, Jesus, man, I'm like a mess. 
you know, I come from a real rough background. I don't know how to pray. I don't know anything about church. I don't understand half the stuff you've been talking about today, but you're talking about Jesus and that like speaks to me. If that's you today and you're like, I need you, God. I need a miracle in my life. Help me. That's the very kind of prayer that Jesus will shut everything down and go, oh, really? I just heard somebody ask me for something. I didn't hear a bunch of noise. I didn't hear people reciting a bunch of stuff that they've heard over and over. You know, like they read it in some kind of book. Like, you know, if you say this magic spell, you'll get it. No, I heard something that came from somebody's heart. Jesus is all about that today. So if you're here today and you don't have it figured out, good. Perfect. Because that's what faith sounds like. Real faith sounds like that, man. When, you, when, it, when it just comes out wrong, when it comes out the wrong way, that's okay. That's okay. Faith is not religious. Faith gives sacrificially. Some of the weakest moments of my life have been times that I've given, like actually given a gift. Because I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm living out. If I say that I believe all these things, but I'm not giving, doing the most tangible, basic thing that you can do that shows that I'm a person of faith. Because giving does not make sense. Spiritual giving does not make sense. It does not make sense. Tithing, if we're talking about things that make sense, no, that stuff does not make actual sense. These are things that we do by faith. It's like the 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 7. Paul says, man, he goes, I got to tell you guys about the grace that God has put on the Macedonian churches. He says, in the midst of a terrible trial, their overwhelming joy and in their extreme poverty, something welled up in them, a rich generosity. They gave as much as they were able beyond their ability, entirely on their own, and urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of giving us, of giving to us, and sharing service to the Lord's people. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God, they gave to us, gave us money. People that were in extreme poverty. Why? It's faith. It's, the, it's, it's people that are, they're not operating. <laughs> it's, it's, it's people that are going, wow, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I can't do anything. And then, not the Macedonians. They're like, there's nothing there. They're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. My God actually owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Wait a second. He's the one who created all this. Hold on. He's Jehovah Jireh. See, here's the problem is you go, oh man, that's, that's a terrible report. I, I, I'm not gonna make it? Man, that's devastating. You go, wait a minute, wounded for my transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes I am healed. Well, praise the Lord, I am gonna make it. In Jesus' name, I'm gonna make it. Because of you, Lord. Why? 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 Come on. I walk by faith, not by sight. I walk by faith, not by sight. Number 11, there's like 5,000 points here today. 11 of 5,000. Faith sees the outcome beyond the obstacles. I didn't have time to explain this in any of the other services. I actually don't have time right now, but I'm going to kind of do it real quick. In Acts chapter 27, God showed Paul that on his way to Rome, that he would be shipwrecked 
and 276 men that were on the ship with him, their ship was gonna be destroyed, but they would all live. So God shows him this before it happens. How, how wild is that? That's why I wrote faith sees the outcome beyond the obstacles. So faith can actually sometimes go, wow, it's gonna be rocky. It's gonna be rough up here. There are gonna be challenges and God is actually not gonna take them away. He's not telling me I'm gonna give you like a perfect smooth sailing journey. He's just saying you're gonna get beyond the obstacles in Jesus' name. Faith sees the outcome beyond the obstacles. That's why the Bible says keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And then finally, in closing, faith is not deceived by appearances. That's why we, we gotta put that blindfold on. Look at someone next to you and say, Sandra Bullockett. Second Kings 6, king, the king of Aram was angry at the prophet Elisha because Elisha knew everything he was gonna do before he did it. The guy's like, we will attack them from the west and we will surprise them. And Elisha's like, they're gonna attack from the west. He's like, how does this guy know? Aram's like, how does this guy know everything is so annoying? They're like, he's like, let's take all of our armies and surround him and like crush him. So Second Kings 6, he's like, when the servant of the man of God, Elisha's servant, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. He goes to Elijah, he's like, oh no, my Lord, what shall we do? Elisha's like, yeah, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And, the, and Elisha prayed, Lord, let my boy right here have spiritual eyes so that he may see. It says, then the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Faith is not deceived by appearances. This guy opened his eyes and realized that the angels of God far outnumbered the forces that were against them. Faith is not deceived by appearances. So whatever is going on in your life that you look at it with your eyes and it discourages you, don't get discouraged. Don't get overwhelmed. Put that blindfold on. Don't, don't get, don't get overwhelmed by what you see with your eyes. Put that blindfold on. God is gonna develop spiritual vision in your life. Help you see things in a brand new Love you guys. We hope you enjoyed this teaching by Pastor Jeffrey Smith. You can be a part of what God is doing here at City of Life by clicking Give at www.col.tv or by texting a dollar amount to the number 855-997-6900. Thanks for joining us.